Welcome back to Powering Conversation with SP Energy Networks. Today we're going to reflect on a conversation that I had with Scotland and Arsenal defender Jenny Beattie um, around this time last year surrounding kind of her career um, with Scotland women and, and the various clubs she's played for and also some of the challenges that she's faced over the last couple of years. So first of all, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm happy to be on this chat. Good. Um, so before we dive into your career and all your very many achievements, um, I know you're not long back from back surgery. How, mm-hmm. How's rehab going? It's good. Um, I had surgery. I think I'm about almost four weeks post back surgery now. But to be honest, I was just so glad to get it done. Um, yeah. I'd been managing my back pretty much since I was a kid and it kind of been really bad the past year. So yeah. I was just grateful to get to the sort of root of the problem and come home for four weeks is not much not much better than <laughs> it was weird getting surgery at the end of a season but it yeah. meant I could get a good chunk of time at home so yeah maybe 30 but still being pampered by parents is, is not so bad like let's go back to the start in terms mm-hmm. of, of your career obviously you've got a big rugby influence in your family from yeah. your dad um, and also your brother yeah. what made you choose football yeah, good question, because I know your brother obviously plays, so there's, there's yeah. <laughs> an easy way to why you got into it. Um, but no, no, for me, um, it was actually, well, my brother played a lot of football when he was really young, um, but it was actually my, one of my best friends in primary four, I think it was. Um, we decided to join the school boys football team. Um, and I always think that made it so much easier because I was doing it with my best, by my, my best mate, who was a girl. And she went on actually to play hockey for Scotland. Um, she doesn't play anymore. but So that for me was the, the most fun way to do it. I was just yeah. with friends in the playground and then joined the school football team, basically. And that was, that was it. I was hooked. I just, I just loved sport. I'm sure you would have been the exact same. Like when you've got a big brother, or is your brother younger? Your brother's younger. I've got two, so yeah, younger and yeah. an older. Um, like you're just totally immersed in it. And then... Um, luckily enough went to a school that kind of threw you in every sport as well Um, and yeah I was just always really active and encouraged by like my parents and family and but football was that one thing I think I always loved team sports number one no matter if I played hockey or football or tennis and stuff like that team sports role is what I was drawn to and yeah I just loved football. Football obviously probably when we were growing up more so than now it was a bit more same with probably rugby like of a male dominated sport did you find there were more barriers in front of you in terms of kind of reaching your goals and and reaching your potential because of that on one hand I think I got I got really I genuinely think I got really lucky with the group I was in I never I never really remember being bullied or the boys making it hard for me or you know saying you're a girl why are you playing football but there's two sort of standout moments for me that kind of one was having to change in the referees like cloakroom pretty much because <laughs> I obviously wasn't allowed in the boys changing room yeah um so that was a bit like of a weird moment and then when we went away on trips my mum had to come really? so that like yes it says I was the only female and I think because in amongst the boys team um, yeah. like because all girls teams just didn't exist similar yeah. to when you were a kid it was just not yeah. an option that's one of the coolest things I think now being at bigger clubs and seeing like all girls academies I like I'm in all, I'm in all of it because I just think that's such a cool opportunity yeah I feel the same way with from like a rugby point of view as well because I played hockey all through my childhood up until I, was, I didn't actually start rugby till I was 25 I never yeah. had an opportunity to go and try rugby let alone like 
join a good team or anything like that right so I think like from a similar point of view like I look now and I'm just like this is amazing and it's like it is super cool in terms of the the opportunities they have so in terms of obviously you play for boys teams most Mm -hmm. of your childhood when and how did you become involved in your first women's or girls um, football team it, so it just basically got to a point when I think it was your you had to you couldn't play with boys once you reached age 14 yeah so I remember probably in this room actually <laughs> phoning um having conversations with my mum and dad getting to age 14 and thinking like I still want to play like what am yeah. I gonna do and at that point you got thrown into like senior women's teams because yeah. there wasn't there was no there was no bridging the gap anywhere so it yeah. went from that playing with sort of under 16s boys to like senior women's teams age sort of 14 15 yeah um but in saying that like I have like I love the development I loved yeah. playing with the boys until that age and then getting thrown in the deep end like I think I was quite lucky physically I've honestly been five foot ten since I was about probably yeah I remember age. from when I was in school yeah like it was <laughs> I was actually probably really lucky in that sense if I, if I was a late bloomer I think I probably would have struggled but I guess as well like those experiences have probably really prepared you well for elite and professional sport in terms of you've never well growing up anyway you were never in your comfort zone like obviously you grew up playing with boys and then you ended up playing and when you went into women's well above your your age grade do you think that experience has actually put you in like a good kind of I guess mindset in terms of going into professional sport yeah I guess so I mean like I didn't really turn fully professional until I was 22. It was very much semi-pro. Going from the Scottish Premier League to down in England when I was 18, even when I was in Arsenal aged 18, it was still semi-pro. But no, 100%. I think that's one of the biggest things that I would encourage all young kids to do is to go out of your comfort zone. One of the best things I ever did was go and play abroad. Yeah. I played in Montpellier for an hour hour and a half, a year and a half. (laughs) One match, short spell. <laughs> um, but it, like I say this to everyone, it was without a doubt the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like going away from home, albeit my brother was there playing rugby, but um, like a different language, all that yeah. stuff. The coach didn't speak a word of English. It was um, it was well and truly out of my comfort zone. But I definitely think playing with boys, playing in senior teams at a young age. Yeah, you're probably right. It probably did put me on a little snowball effect to okay it's normal being out of your comfort zone just roll with it was your goal always to play for Scotland yeah I think yeah I mean it's it's something as a kid I I don't generally don't think you even have that on your radar I don't think it's like I I didn't just having fun and playing football yeah like I just kind of I just loved it and kept playing and kept playing um I do remember we were on holiday in France for the France 98 World Cup yeah so I, I maybe subconsciously that probably I mean I remember remember wearing Tammy hats in a Scotland shirt and just I think France won it that year and that was obviously the last major tournament that the men's team were at yeah so for me to watch Scotland at a major tournament that 100% probably lit a fire somewhere yeah pretty cool then that you went full circle in terms of you played in the the World Cup in France then like it's honestly mind-blowing I don't I don't because I missed Euros through injury so to get to a World Cup in France you know, sort of 18 years after. No, that's very bad math. <laughs> a while. Yeah, yeah, a little while. <laughs> um, yeah, so to be there playing our World Cup for the women's team in France with my mum and dad there was just next level, yeah. How, like, I guess, like, 
I can kind of relate from like a Scottish women's rugby point of view, but how big a moment really is that for Scottish women's football that, that you did qualify for your world, first World Cup? And mm. what have you seen as kind of like the snowball effect off the back of that? Yeah, I think oh, qualifying for the Euros, first of all, I think that was kind of the first major tournament that the women's team had ever qualified. So to, like I'd been part of qualifying campaigns and getting to playoffs and being gutted by not qualifying. So to finally have done it, it was kind of like, it was almost weird having a tournament to prep for. I know that might sound really bizarre, but it was finally like, okay, we're not the team that people use as warm-ups for prep. Yeah we're now prepping for it. And it was just this most unbelievable thing that we could finally go home to our friends and family and be like, no, We've we're playing it. at a tournament. Yeah, like, come and watch us. Like, it's, it, And yeah. in all honesty, the buzz is, I think the World Cup even more so because it was a World Cup. Yeah, The World Cup just has a, a, a new level of excitement that, that brings to a country and, and credit to like all the Scottish fans. Like, I know it, it, was a men, it wasn't a men's team, it was a women's team. So it was, it's yeah. almost like, a little bit different in that sense but they, they backed us like the Tartan Army were unbelievable like yeah. it was it was so much fun and it was so amazing to be a part of yeah no it was fantastic to watch and also to see that journey as well like as another Scottish women's team who yeah. are probably in a similar kind of phase as well for us to see you guys it was very inspirational for us as well so um thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> um we probably skipped a big chunk in terms of how you actually transitioned into playing for Scotland so mm-hmm. Talk to me around kind of that transition and how you became involved playing for Scotland. Um, good question. Um, I guess for me, the one thing that Scotland was very good at is the youth setup. It was from under 15s, 19s to then A squad. Um, and I, I generally remember getting the first letter through the door um, for the under 15s camp. And I remember it was in Leipzig in Germany. And I, I just burst out crying because it's one of those things you just never think to be possible. And that was at under 15's level. And I think I was probably, I can't remember how old I was, 13, 14. And it, so to think I was going away with other footballers that were all girls at such a young age yeah. to go and play for your country, it was like it was just the best, the best possible opportunity I could have hoped for. Um, and then I guess I just, I just obviously got older and played through the age groups and got called up for my first senior camp when I was 16. So I think I, I came through pretty young um, and got my first cap when I was 17. So it was quite a quick yeah. transition through. Um, but I loved my time in the youth squads. I, like we qualified yeah. for the for 19 tournaments as well. Um, and then, yeah, before I knew it, I had first senior cap, which was amazing. My mum flew to Cyprus to come and watch in, in an empty stadium. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, yeah. That's cool. And now somewhere in the region of 100 plus caps as well for Scotland, is that right? Yeah, it's um, it's been an unreal journey, honestly, like kind of similar to what you're saying, like to, to go through so many sort of qualifying campaigns. And um, I'm really glad that I, I sort of got to the tournament stage being a little bit older and be a bit yeah. more experienced to have that. I think if I was young, I think I would have been quite consumed by it because it is an intense thing playing yeah. for Scotland, but it's 10, 100 times more intense playing at a tournament. And actually, you know, the, the attention in the media was, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm glad I kind of went through that a little bit older, but yeah, hopefully a couple more. In terms of this kind of more recent season, you've obviously had, I guess, off the back of all these highlights, quite a tough season. Yeah. Um, 
how I guess has this season kind of changed your perspective I guess on things in terms of your football yeah I don't think it yeah it's it's hugely changed my perspective on everything to be honest I I think being diagnosed with breast cancer in October and coming through it and being okay your your mindset just completely changes towards football um I'm so thankful for football and what it gives me but now even more so all I want to do this summer is get fit and get back to enjoying football and enjoying being back on the pitch. I think you'll know exactly what I mean, but you get so consumed by the pressure and the intensity and trying to be super professional because you're trying to grow a game and you're trying to, you know, prove to people that women's football is serious and and women's rugby is serious. So you just get caught up in, in the intensity of it. It's a bubble. And I think, this year has given me an opportunity to just step back with obviously breast cancer and a couple of injuries that have probably been intertwined between them, but, and just, yeah, made me realize that there's no point putting a hundred million miles of pressure on yourself and just take a step back and really, really appreciate everything. And that's hopefully what I've done. And yeah, I honestly just can't wait to, get back fully fit and and really enjoy being back on the pitch and I think as well like I, I saw um kind of what your teammates did for you in terms of that first game back that you played in terms of both the teams had yeah had your name on the back of their shirts in the warm-up and I guess as well like has it made you realize just like how incredible team sports is in terms of the support that you get from not only your team but other teams and and people from other sports and stuff like that Completely. I think, you know, I, I touched on it earlier of why I think I ended up in team sports and it's it's 100% the camaraderie that, that comes with it. And you'll know yourself, like when you're when you're playing for a team, like you don't really have friends outside of that. Like, because yeah. it's, it's so full time and, y- yeah. y- you know, your teammates are your mates. They are your family. Yeah. You're there. They are 100% my family away from family. And the way that they helped me and emotionally supported me through this past year has been something that I'll probably never be able to repay because it was just so incredible. Yeah. And yeah, the the way that the, the football world came out and support and you realise how many people are in that little world and so many messages and amazing things. Um, but yeah, definitely the I remember the walking into, because obviously that game against Man City, it was against my old club. Yeah. So walking into the change room and seeing my number five being in pink, and I kind of had a that's really cool that that's in pink. Like, and then I looked around and everyone had number yeah. five and was in pink. And obviously at that moment I was just gone. Like, yeah, no, I'm not surprised. Even when when I saw it as someone completely disconnected, I was like, wow, that is so powerful. It was unbelievable, and it's it's testament to both clubs and how yeah. amazing they are and the people that are involved at, at Man City and you know, the friendships that I still have there and and the relationships I built at Arsenal, it really was like an amazing moment and completely summed up team sport. So in terms of, I guess, rounding up and, and going full circle, mm-hmm. um, we've talked a lot about your, your whole career. You were giving advice to someone starting out on their, their football career, um, kind of a young girl coming into it. What would your advice be to them? I think, you know, I've, I've said a little bit about how football can become your everything. I think sometimes that's like dangerous territory. I think on one hand, I completely understand how people can become obsessed and sometimes you have to be obsessed to be successful. I don't necessarily believe that. 
yeah I think it's important to have other things whether it's by the way Dr Rachel (laughs) like you'll know yourself like when you're studying alongside something that's it's such a good switch off even though I'm sure you would have been very stressed at a lot of moments (laughs) yeah like to it was almost like a catch-22 it was like yeah. such a good thing and such a, a hard thing to do yeah I always think the times when I've enjoyed football the most is when I've I've been studying or when I was at school um yeah. so I would encourage girls to keep studying keep finding hobbies outside of their sport yeah um and have that switch off because then when you have to switch on it's very intense I hope you enjoyed listening to that inspirational um, conversation with Jenny Beattie around kind of the challenges that she's faced and just how brave she has been um, throughout them and, and also raising awareness of such an important topic as well. Uh, look out for the, our next episode of Powering Conversation with SP Energy Network coming next week. <laughs>